Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Jeremy Gray from IU Athletics. We'll talk IU women's and men's basketball. We will have our big boys moving high school scoreboard update, and we'll look ahead to the week in IU Athletics. So let's talk sports. We will start with Indiana men's basketball having a rough week, dropping a pair of games, 59-51 at Northwestern Tuesday night and 76-61 at Michigan State Saturday afternoon. Before the Northwestern game, it was announced that Michael Durr, Tamar Bates, Xavier Johnson, Christian Lander, and Parker Stewart had all been suspended for the game for disciplinary reasons, which later turned out to be they violated curfew. Race Thompson had 14 points, Trace Jackson Davis 13 points and 11 rebounds. Trey Galloway had 11 points. Miller Cop 3 points in his return to Northwestern. He played there for 3 seasons before transferring to IU. The Hoosiers were left with 7 scholarship players, but freshman Logan Duncan did not play, and walk-on Nathan Childers played for 3 minutes. In the Michigan State game, the 5 suspended players were all back. But it did not help as they lost by 15 at Michigan State. Trace Jackson Davis, 17 points. Race Thompson, 13 points and 14 rebounds. Tamar Bates, 13 points. The Hoosiers, 16-8 and eight overall, 7-7 seven and seven in the Big Ten, are hosting Wisconsin tomorrow night, 9 p.m. on ESPN2. Monday at Ohio State, 7 p.m. Fox Sports 1. This game was originally scheduled for Saturday at noon on ESPN, but was moved so that Ohio State could play their previously postponed game with Iowa on Saturday. Indiana women's basketball is on a roll. The Lady Hoosiers beat Illinois 93-61 Wednesday night and beat Michigan State 76-58 Saturday afternoon. Allie Patberg had 26 points. Alexa Goulbay had 18. Grace Berger had 13. Caitlin Peterson, 11 points in her career high off the bench. It is the 13th straight win against the Illini. In the Michigan State game, Grace Berger had a career-high 29 points. Alexa Goulbay, 13 points. Nicole Cardano-Hillary with 12. Allie Patberg with 12. Chloe Moore-McNeil with 10. And the Hoosiers held Michigan State's best player, Nia Clowden, to 10 points. Indiana, 18-3. Overall, 10-1 in the Big Ten and leading the Big Ten. The Hoosiers are at Nebraska this evening. Thursday hosts Northwestern, 6 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. Saturday hosts Iowa, 4 p.m. on BTN Plus, and are at Iowa next Monday, 8 p.m. on Big Ten Network. High school sports time. Let's check the Big Boys Moving Company local high school scoreboard. Big Boys Moving serves you with an attitude of gratitude. 
Well, girls basketball in Monroe County is over for the 2021-22 season after Edgewood lost at Northview 46-44 in the Class 3A sectional semifinals last Tuesday night. The Mustangs did beat South Vermillion in the first round Monday 59-19, and they end the year at 19-5. In boys high school basketball, Lighthouse Christian 13-8 lost to Shoals 48-31, beat Washington Catholic 61-38. Their game Saturday at Vincennes Reveille postponed because Vincennes Reveille's girls basketball team was competing in regionals. The Lions host Pleasant View Christian at 2 p.m. this Saturday. Bloomington North got a pair of wins this week, 59-55 at Terre Haute North and 61-47 at home against Evansville Wrights. The Cougars 15-3 host Columbus North Friday, travel to Floyd Central Saturday, both games at 7-30. Bloomington South 14-6 beat Scottsburg 70-50, lost at Columbus North 56-46. Their game with Bloomfield moved to February 22nd. At 7.30, the Panthers host Evansville Central this Friday, 8 p.m., Saturday at Jennings County at 7.30. Edgewood, 9-11 on the season, lost at Danville, 82-64, and lost at home to Orleans, 54-36. The Mustangs host Northview tomorrow night and host Mitchell Friday, both games at 7.30. And the Evansville Semi-State Wrestling Event, Bloomington South will send two to the state as Delaney Ruhlman won at 158 pounds. Evan Routabush finished fourth at 138. The other five Panthers fell in the quarterfinals and did not advance. Edgewood will send one wrestler to the state. Cash Turner finished third at 138 pounds. Their other qualifier, Colton Hubble, lost in the quarterfinals and will not advance. And Bloomington North Chase Hostetler, who was scheduled to compete at 170 pounds, did not compete because his ankle was broken in the regional. The state finals are this Friday and Saturday at Gamebridge Fieldhouse in Indianapolis. Friday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Saturday at 9.30 a.m. And the finals and consolations start at 5 p.m. with the championships at 7.30 p.m. In girls swimming, the sectional finals were last Monday at Columbus North. Bloomington North won the sectional with 457 points. They won four individual titles and a relay. Bloomington South was second with 453 points, won three individual titles and two relays. The Bloomington schools won 10 of the 12 events with Columbus East winning the other two. Edgewood tied for seventh with 81 points. In the Jasper Diving Regional last Tuesday, Bloomington South's Karina Jacobson qualified, finishing in eighth place, which was the last spot open for the state finals. Clara Lutz from Bloomington South finished 18th, and she did not advance. The state finals were Friday and Saturday at the Indiana University Natatorium in Indianapolis. Carmel wins a record 36th straight title, a national record in any sport or gender, Bloomington South senior Christina Pegley won two individual state titles in the 100 freestyle, which is her third straight, and the 200 freestyle. She set state records in both events on Friday in the preliminaries. She has eight state medals in her career and will go to IU. The Panthers finished 15th with 42 points, Bloomington North 17th with 22 points. In gymnastics, Bloomington South beat Columbus East 101.5 to 94.175. Bloomington South was 5th, Edgewood was 7th, 
in the Connersville Invitational. That is a look at our high school scoreboard brought to you by Big Boys Moving Company. When we come back, we'll talk with Jeremy Gray from IU Athletics. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. When you're preparing to buy a new home, the last thing you should have to worry about is the safety of your possessions. Allow Big Boys Moving to professionally oversee the transport of your precious belongings. Big Boys Moving is locally owned with years of experience. Whether your relocation is local or long distance, allow Big Boys to move you with an attitude of gratitude. Call today, 812-947-1479 or online at bbmoving812.com. Hi, this is Keandra Brown with Indiana Women's Basketball, and you're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He was on the show May the 3rd last year. He is back for his second appearance from IU Athletics and the interim PA announcer for Simon Scott Assembly Hall. It is Jeremy Gray as my guest. Jeremy, it's a pleasure to have you. Thanks again for joining me and uh, welcome back to the show. Well, it's good to be with you guys. Absolutely. So congratulations, you are the interim PA announcer for Simon Scott Assembly Hall at IU Men and Women's Basketball as a longtime PA announcer Chuck Crabb announced retirement a couple weeks ago. You found out about 24 hours before the press release came out that he was retiring. So what was your thoughts and, and how prepared were you to take over for Chuck? Well, I, I think first we have to look back on the career of Chuck Crabb and about 3% of what he did is what the public knows that he did, which is the public address for men's, women's basketball and track and field. And obviously he became an iconic voice as the PA person for men's basketball over time. You know, ladies and gentlemen, you're Indiana Hoosiers, sophomore being a three syllable word, very, I think, kind of erudite presence on how he introduced uh, you know the national anthem as well as wrapped up post game. People all knew him for that, but I can't think of anybody with IU athletics since I have been here that was not a star athlete, a head coach, or the athletic director who did as much for the athletic department as Chuck Crabb. You know, from having his hand in basically the construction of all uh, you know all IU athletic facilities over the last 30 some odd years he was one of the original people in charge of marketing back in the day to the nitty gritty of who lets in the television crew at 4 a.m. for a noon football game well that was Chuck Crabb who turns all the televisions on that over you know are underneath the balcony at Simon Scott Assembly Hall Chuck walks around with the remote control turns them on and off he's just somebody who is a glue person in the athletic department and just a remarkable a remarkable legacy. Scott Dolson let me know that Chuck was retiring so that we could get, you know, a press release ready. And then later on in the day, he asked me, 
You know, he's, you know, you're the, you're the broadcaster in the department. You have got a history of doing some of this kind of stuff. We don't want multiple people doing this for the, the remainder of the year. And we don't want people feeling like they're auditioning for the job and, and all of that kind of stuff for the, for the remainder of the year. Would you, would you be willing to do it? And I, I said, yes, I have some experience doing PA, but I, you know, I, I had done two games of men's basketball once when Chuck was sick and once uh, when he was away doing like a national track meet of some sort. But yes, enormous shoes to fill. And uh, so far, no one's deflated my tires in the parking lot after a game. And I've been able to keep my day job. So I consider it a success. Now, the first game you got to do was the women's game against Minnesota. And of course, winter weather hit Bloomington. And it ended up being that the game was played, but essential personnel was allowed in. So only a few people got to hear it, but everybody got to watch it on Big Ten Network Plus. So your first game with fans was against Illinois, and then you had the women's game with Purdue. So how did it feel in that Illinois game, your first big game, and and there's 17,000 people getting to hear your voice? Well, you know, I always sit on the scores table anyway because I have a different role during regular, you know, game days. So kind of leading up to it was largely the same. I wasn't nervous until the 50th person asked me on the court in the hour leading up to the starting lineups if I was nervous or not. Uh, For the first 49, I wasn't particularly nervous, but Mark Skirvin, who sits next to me on the scores table, said, are all these people asking you if you're nervous, making you nervous? And I go, I think they are. <laughs> so they made me a little bit nervous. You know, it, it was exciting. And it was, uh, you know, great to deliver the starting lineups and, you know, go through the first game. The only regret is I didn't get to call more IU baskets in the second half. Yeah, that was a rough outing for the Hoosiers. But you did pay homage to Chuck using the uh, word sophomore as the three-syllable words that Chuck always said. And, of course, there is the video recording of when the Hoosiers come out on the floor. There still is that video recording. So I'm sure that you're uh, happy to be a part of that and just enjoying the moment while you can for the rest of the season. Yeah, and Chuck has been great. He actually came to the office a couple of days ago and just said, "Hey, it was very nice of you to do the sophomore thing, and you, you had some nice, you know, words about me in the paper, and I appreciate it. I just want to let you know you can do whatever you want with it. I had to do my own thing when I took over for somebody who, who had done it from 1936 to 1977. So if you feel like you got to go your own way, go go do your own way. You won't ever hear anything from me about it." He's been extraordinarily gracious. He, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. Uh, he's been a friend of mine for a long time. He was the first guest on this show, so I was very honored to have him be the first guest on the show, and he's helped me in numerous ways over the years. So, you know, we're all going to miss Chuck being the golden voice, but we're happy for you and that you get to do it in the interim. Uh, let's talk about what is going on with IU Athletics. You know, when you were on the show in May, you you said the biggest start to this coming school year is going to be the Olympics. And boy, was it huge for the Olympics in Tokyo with several IU athletes taking home a lot of medals. Yeah, a lot of medals. Uh, our swim and dive program continues to, to add to its extraordinary legacy. And we just across the board had a lot of people perform really, really well and had a lot of special moments. You know, seeing Andrew Capobianco medal in the Olympics, seeing Jessica Parado medal in the Olympics, uh, you know, after what they have been through as divers, seeing all of the swimmers who just one year earlier were training in a pond next to Sherwood Oaks Christian Church, be able 
to take that training, go to Tokyo, and end up winning Olympic medals. It really was special. And Ray Luz and Drew Johansson, who oversee the swim and dive program, have just done a remarkable job building on that. And uh, the new poll came out today. The men are ranked fourth in the country. I think we've got a chance to win a national championship in a couple weeks at the NCAA. So uh, those programs did so well in Tokyo, parlayed that success into success in the regular season here. Of course, football did not have the season that a lot of fans were hoping for, but there is a lot of excitement going forward with Tom Allen adding a lot of uh, transfers and incoming recruits. Yeah, he had a great recruiting class, uh, actually the highest ranked recruiting class in the history of the program, fourth highest in the Big Ten. We'll see, uh, you know, I think a bounce back year. You know, looking at it, people think it was one really good year. It was actually two. We went eight and four and then six and one. And had a rough year this year for a variety of reasons, some within our control, some not. But I think there's every reason to believe that uh, with a a more manageable schedule, a healthy team, great recruiting class, and a lot of people coming back, we've got a chance to have another really good year here and go back to, to being a bowl team. And the biggest thing for this whole entire school year is that fans have been allowed back into all IU athletic venues there, there is nothing better, and you know this, Jeremy, than having a full stadium and fans back in the stands after a year of not having them. No, it's just been good to see people, and I know that people have different feelings about it and maybe different levels of risk tolerance, and we hope that people continue to mask up when they come to Simon Scott Assembly Hall and our other indoor vid- venues, but it has been great to see people again, and I know that it's had – a tremendous impact on our student athletes. It was a hard year the the previous year, even with the football team being successful with no fans in the stands. I know that everyone, you know, has enjoyed performing in front of their families, their relatives, as well as their friends and just the public at large. It's been it's been great to ha- to have those moments again. Not only those moments, but you've also been the moderator for two big events. You had Allie Raisman, gymnast at Wilkinson Hall. You also had uh, a women's uh, lecture series with the college football playoff with Lily King, Jessica Parado, Courtney Cronin from ESPN, who's an IU media school grad, and Coach Terry Morin. And you did a great job in, in hosting those two events. Just touch on what that was like to, to be with all those uh, great women pioneers in their sport and have, and have just really been a boom for women's athletics. Well, you're awful nice to say so. Um, you know, my biggest issue is I was the dumbest person on stage on both occasions. Allie Raceman is just a magnificent communicator. She's, of course, a tremendous athlete, uh, but she is now, I think, a uh, profoundly articulate, you know, uh, advocate, um, you know, against, uh, you know, sexual violence, sexual assault and sexual misconduct. She was just beyond impressive. And uh, it was a real honor to, to get to meet her and talk to her and uh, to, to be a part of that event. And then with the um, the pioneering women with the college football playoff, just a great group of women that I have, you know, long respected each of them. Jessica Parada was actually my intern while she was a diver here on the sport administrator for swimming and diving. So close with Jess, uh, Lily King is the best athlete at IU since I have worked here starting in 2002. And I oversee the swim program and just see her, what she's become. And then Courtney Cronin was an old intern of mine and 
Now her career is better than mine, and I couldn't be happier for her, uh, for that to have her come back and to see the young students who are in the sports media program and how they view Courtney and look up to Courtney has been uh, spectacular. And then Terry Moore, and uh, you and I liked IU women's basketball before it was cool to like women's basketball. And so when I was calling the games and you were in the stands, it was you, me, the players' parents, maybe a boyfriend, maybe a girlfriend. That was about it. Um, and Terry Morin is the reason why it's changed. It, you know, to, to my first game doing PA for him, there were 7,900 people in the audience, and it's because she's recruited well, developed well, and coached the best women's basketball teams in IU history. And so to have the opportunity to talk to four people that I really care about in that venue is really a special night. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Jeremy Gray from IU Athletics after this timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to MyInjuryCase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Did you know that 1 in 59 people are diagnosed with autism and 78% of them also have a co-occurring mental health condition? This is why the world should pay more attention to autism if you know nothing about autism and it's time to be educated about this extremely significant topic. Everyone should have at least a tiny bit of knowledge about this topic so people like me can be in society just like you. Be part of the solution by visiting AutismRocksAndRolls.com. There you will find important information as well as a link to my podcast. Check out AutismRocksAndRolls.com. You're listening to Talkin' Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest from IU Athletics, Jeremy Gray. Jeremy, we were talking about the IU women's basketball team and how Coach Morin has elevated this program. You were mentioning the fact that you had 7,900 in the stands, fifth largest crowd for the IU-Purdue game last Sunday. I'm sure that you were excited to sit right there and get to call that entire game and watch the Hoosiers again take down their arch rivals. Oh, I mean, beating Purdue. Oh, look, when I was calling the games, I believe we beat Purdue three times, and I was the play-by-play voice for 12 years. And now it's just a matter of routine. And to see them do it shorthanded and just tough another one out was great. And huge crowd on hand. They were active. They were spirited. Nicole Cardano-Hillary played magnificently. Chloe Moore-McNeil coming off the bench and providing a double-double was great. Uh, they're just finding a way to tack on wins until Mackenzie Holmes gets back. And it's just been a joy to watch Indiana women's basketball this season. I, I just couldn't be prouder. And there's probably a good chance that they'll get to host some NCAA tournament games. Switching to the men, of course, Mike Woodson in his first year as the head coach, former Indiana player. How excited were you when you saw the news that he was coming back to coach the Hoosiers? He has a cool about him. That is contagious. Just always in control, really relates well with his players. Tough guy, as you can tell from uh, you know the events of this last week. 
but I think he is a, a person who's very passionate about the place. The recruiting is going well. We crossed some things off of our list, like beating Purdue, finally snapping that terrible losing streak to them. You know, getting some marquee wins. There is some excitement back around the program. Obviously, people are looking for the team to close strong and make the NCAA tournament. But it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to work with Coach Woodson and that staff and to see what he's trying to build. You've mentioned, of course, the swimming and diving teams doing so well. Your thoughts on on the wrestling team? I know Angel Escobedo's had a a, a tough season, but it seems like he is really building this program in the right way. He is. You know, there were, there were a couple of years we didn't win a single Big Ten duel, and we're starting to, to win those and even lose close to some, some ranked teams. It's getting better. The recruiting is getting better. Again, like Mike Woodson, obviously much younger and less experienced heading into the job, but Angel has a true passion for the program, wants to be here, wants to build it into something special. And even if the record isn't totally different, if you if you look at you know where it was year one for him to now, the whole feel around the program is different. So Angel's doing a really good job building up the wrestling program here at IU. I had Coach Shonda Stanton on the program last week. Of course, softball in Boca Raton, Florida, for their first tournament of the season. Talk about what your expectations are for softball and the baseball program. And, of course, we've got track and field and all the other spring sports coming up. Well, for for softball, Coach Stanton, the thing that I love about her from a coaching standpoint is that's a team with a true identity. They are going to run. They are going to steal bases. They are going to put pressure on opposing defenses. And they're just going to come at you on the base pass all game long all series long I think she's got a team that she really enjoys coaching I'm excited to see how they do obviously pitching is the most important thing in softball and we'll see if they're going to be strong inside the circle but uh, you know coach Stanton has gotten this program a lot more competitive in recent years and we're really excited to see what they do now and that's a that's a nice first road trip Boca Raton Florida I wouldn't mind being there right now baseball uh, I'm the sport administrator for baseball so uh, you know love working with coach Mercer and that staff you know that there's been progress with the program when they finish in fourth place and all of them are upset about it. Where when I first got here and first started doing games on the radio for IU baseball, they were lucky to even qualify for the Big Ten tournament, which had eight teams. So there's a lot of progress with that program. They are a big physical team. They've got some dudes who are going to throw mid to upper 90s. I'm excited to see what they're going to do on the mound. And uh, they've got a tough schedule, too. But I think uh, they're once again, like they have been for basically the last 10 years, a contender to win the Big Ten championship. Track and field, Ron Helmer is kind of the steady, underrated coach in our department. And I, I think they're a top three Big Ten team. We'll have some people do well at nationals. And uh, he he really likes the student-athletes he has as well. It was announced this week that Indiana football is going to open up with Illinois on a Friday night, the Friday of Labor Day weekend, the first Friday night game in Memorial Stadium. So your thoughts on Friday night lights coming to Memorial Stadium in the fall? Well, there's something about a Friday night game when it's warm outside that has a different energy to it. And if I were a student, I would love a Friday night game. I think it'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be great to help kick off the Big Ten schedule. 
And uh, Illinois, I think, is a good opponent for us to, to play under the lights that night. So I'm excited for football season. There was a lot of excitement heading into this last season, and I thought the crowds were great, especially the student section. And we just hope that it continues next fall. We only got about a minute or two left. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about, Jeremy? No, other than I, we would just like to thank the fans. Like I just mentioned, the, the crowds for football were great. The crowds for basketball have been better than they were over the last four or five years. You know, not, you know, not up to the prime levels of the 1990s, and we're, we're working on that. And I know that the mass thing has been tough for a lot of people. A lot of people even disagree with it for, for their own personal reasons. But after about the midway point of the season, when it got really, really serious that we could potentially be shutting down, they have done a better job of wearing the mask, and I just want to thank them for that. And I look forward to seeing them all out at you know baseball and softball this spring. Nothing better than going outside and watching some high-level competition, games under the lights. I just want to thank the fans for sticking with us this past year because these have been you know tough times indeed for everyone, and we just want to let them know what they've meant to us. Well, Jeremy, I thank you very much for the time. Congratulations on your interim role as PA announcer for Simon Scott Assembly Hall. We'll definitely be paying attention as we're in the final stretch of basketball season and looking forward to spring sports. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. My thanks to Jeremy Gray for being my guest this week in IU Sports. Men's golf is at the Albany Collegiate Invitational in Albany, the Bahamas, today and tomorrow. Women's tennis tomorrow at Kentucky, 11 a.m., Saturday at Tennessee, 11 a.m. Women's swimming and diving at the Big Ten Championships in Madison, Wisconsin, Wednesday through Saturday. Baseball, three games at Clemson this weekend, starting at 4 o'clock Friday. Indoor track and field at the Alex Wilson Invitational. Water polo at the Fresno State Invite. Men's tennis host Butler at 11 a.m. and Xavier at 4 p.m. Sunday. And wrestling host Chattanooga at 1 p.m. Sunday. Thank you for joining us this evening and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkins and join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.